Hey there, this is Julie from Blended Life. Thank you for taking the time to download this episode of our podcast. I hope you find value in it. The truth is though, sometimes you need more than a podcast can offer to get unstuck and find peace in your blended family life. The struggle is real. So this is a personal journey I've been on for years, seeking peace in circumstances and with people I can't control. Becoming Heard was born out of this quest. As a certified life and health coach, I am passionate about helping others just like you and me free themselves from chronic upset and chronic crisis mode. Right now, I'm offering Blended Life listeners a one-on-one free breakthrough session with me. This call will give you clarity to see if coaching is right for you. Take advantage of this opportunity now by emailing me at becomingheardnow at gmail.com. I can't wait to connect with you. Hey everyone, I'm Eric. This is my wife, Julie. We are the Blended Life. Today we're talking about how to respond when you don't know what to say in your blended family. And we all have been there, right? We just see red or we are tongue-tied or we just want to react in the worst possible way. We're going to talk about how you can do it differently. everyone welcome back i'm eric this is my wife julie what are we doing today well first of all happy new year everyone happy new year we have taken sort of a hiatus and been kind of inconsistent posting um podcasts and so hopefully this new year we'll be able to produce one what once a week that's that what you're uh, yeah that's what we're going for so yeah, Hopefully. thank you for bearing with us. We've just been busy with our family in the holiday season, and, you know, life just throws curveballs. We wouldn't be a blended family if we didn't have the curveball every day. You know what I mean? Yep. So today we're talking about how to respond. And I know we've touched on, like, this topic when we talked about communication and, um, like, dealing with the exes and co-parenting and step-parenting But I thought this was such an important topic that it would be a good one to start the year off with because if we really could get our responses and our reactions under control in our blended family life with everyone, I think things would be easier. What do you, do you agree with that? Uh, Yeah, I mean, it's always chaos, always. (laughs) That's how I feel. Yeah, and when I was thinking about this topic, I really landed on that how we react and how we respond is how we lead our families. I how am, <laughs> I am failing miserably. Same. <laughs> I'm like drifting off into space thinking like, hmm, yeah. Hmm. Right. Because how we react and how we respond is giving permission to others to do the same. It's setting a standard for how we are expected that 
we treat each other in our home. So as parents, how we respond and we react to our kids and our stepkids is teaching them what's okay, like what reactions are okay. Well, what reactions uh, we're tra- and Yeah, we're training them how to react to conflict and conflict resolution and yes. um, just just life reaction and life skills. And it's like we wouldn't we wouldn't teach one another. We wouldn't tell people on the show to act the way that way. Yeah. yeah, And then all of a sudden we find ourselves acting or, you know, the other parents are acting a certain way and we're like, man, that's not all right. And then like, wait, but are we going to model the same behavior in our home? Because if that's, that's it, 50% of the time there, 50% of the time here, then all of a sudden that's a hundred percent of your kid's time. And our kids are learning that. 100% 100% of the time. That's right. And I, it, this realization came upon me a couple days ago, and it was really, like, convicting because, you know, even when you're dealing with your spouse and, you know, all of our kids don't like conflict between you and I or right. between their other parents, like, parental conflict in homes for – um children of divorce, I think it hits a little differently for them. They're extra sensitive to it because they have, we're constantly rebuilding trust in a family unit that we have brought back together, that we've reconnected, that we are um, like the redemptive qualities of blended family life. But that trust has been broken when kids have lost their natural families and they're now having to learn how to cohabitate. So when parents argue a lot in a home, right? when there's reactions and responses that create anxiety within our kids, it makes them, it makes it harder to trust. It makes the blended family a little bit more difficult to lean into and to accept and be for them to be able to be fully relaxed and to have that anxiety gone. And so our reactions and responses, even to our spouses, even if our kids aren't involved, I know I'm guilty of this. I feel like <laughs> I was I wasn't gonna call you out, but, but no, but no, like we both are though. I'm when really. because I feel like when we're talking and if you and I are arguing or whatever, and it has nothing to do with the kids, right? right. It has nothing we're not arguing about the kids. They're not involved in the conversation. They're not even in the room, but they're listening. Or, you know, our attitude that we took away from that argument affects our whole household. And so I just think it's a super important topic to tackle. Now, I'm going to say it again because it's a very big deal that how we react in our homes is how we're leading our children. Right. How we as adults, and I will say this for the men too, because men, you know, traditionally are supposed to lead their family, right? They're the leaders of the family. So if you're a man in a blended family and you're leading your family, I would ask you to check your reactions and your attitudes and how you're responding because you are teaching your wife how to react and respond to you. You're teaching your children how it's okay to act and respond to you and your wife and their siblings. And so it's not to be taken lightly that you're a leader 
every parent is. Women are too, right? As women, as mothers, we... You're just saying our natural role, though. I mean, our our God-given role is what you're talking about there. Yeah. And so I think as as men, um, because I, I... All parents, let's just say that. All parents are leaders in their home. Now, when we get to the co-parents and the exes, how we respond and react is licensed for them. It's like we are teaching and training our exes and our spouses, our exes and our spouses too, actually, how f- others can treat us. So if we lash out and we curse and we are reading a laundry list of the 20 things they did wrong or you know, we're bad-mouthing them or we're just full of hatred when we respond, that is how we're saying it's okay for this interaction to go this way. It is okay. I'm going to treat you this way, so I'm opening myself up to be treated this way. We teach others how to treat us the way we react and we respond to them. We give permission. We give license. But that's not how we think about it, right? We're like, well... We're mad that they're talking to us a certain way or right. that they're treating us a certain way. And we are, we're always mad at the exes and the co-parents for that. But we don't often take a look at how are we responding? Yeah. Well, because actions create reactions. And how we end up responding to something like that usually sparks off what the conversation is going to be. How that conversation is going to go and what it's going to turn into, you know? Sure. And let's face it, you know, we are really triggered by our exes still a lot of the times. Our exes say something or do something and it is like our mind is flooded with hate or look at how they treated me for the past 20 years or, you know, we don't really treat each interaction with our co-parent or an ex as if it were a new you know, a new interaction, a new opportunity to set a bar for how we're going to communicate, a new opportunity for healing, a new opportunity to be good, constructive co-parents. We are bringing all the hurt, all the hatred, all the disdain, all the judgment even, which is really funny to me because I will tell you in my co-parenting relationship, I feel so judged all the time. <laughs> Gee, why? <laughs> yeah. But here's the deal. Right. And I have to, because what I'm going to say is, so I feel judged all the time, but I also judge. Oh, interesting. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I feel judged all the time, <laughs> but I've, so here's what I would say is that who I am now outside of my past marriage is different. I've grown you know, I've matured. I've learned a lot of life lessons. I'm a lot calmer. <laughs> you know, I don't, I'm just, I'm a lot different than I was when I was married to my ex-husband. I, and well, I, I mean, feel I th- like. I, th- I think we all are, as including them. We are all different people. I mean, p- at this point, it was a decade ago, right? Yes, but that's my point is that. I feel like I'm still seen as that person he was married to a decade ago, right? That is how I feel like he comes at me and he knows me and all this stuff. And I'm sitting here like, you don't, though. You have 
no idea. I mean, there's no curiosity. It's always judgment. Right. But I am guilty of the same thing. So so here also now, looking back at who you were Mm -hmm. a decade ago when you were married, do yep. you think that, and this is just a little science experiment, oh, <laughs> so a, a, a one-on-one social science experiment, okay. do you think that the way that you're being judged in present time is warranted by who you were in the past? Like, is he judging you off of who you were, and mm. he's still stuck on who you were, and he has you pegged for who you were? Yes. Yeah. A hundred percent. So he, so he's calling you out for who you used to be and has no idea who you are now. Right. Well, how could he? You don't know anybody behind. You have to be no, closed doors yeah, behind. You have to you have to be with people behind closed doors. And so I invite you when you're speaking with your ex, or your I mean co-parent, um, or even if you're dealing with your spouse's ex, and you've heard all the stories and you've heard all the things. I would invite everyone to take a second and understand that divorce, I mean, some it's true. Some people don't grow up. Some right. people don't learn lessons. Some people don't mature. Some people are going to die the same person you were married to. Some people to. are going to change for the better. Some people are going to change for the worse, right? Right. But if you don't know, if you haven't gotten curious, if you don't know how their life is behind closed doors... I invite you to let conversations be a new opportunity for a clean slate, a fresh start, to let the past go and start reacting and responding as if this person is a stranger. Because a lot of times they are. Like I I, I think about my ex and me, and I'm like, you have no idea who I am. I'm a stranger to you. Other than that we share kids and have to deal with custody and co-parenting, I'm not a stranger to you in that regard of how we co-parent. But as far as like my values and morals and faith and how I do life and my interests and, you know, things that I've grown in, Personally, I was thinking I'm about different. this. I was thinking about this in church today. I'm like, you're just alone, and I don't know why I was thinking about this and thinking about it about you. But your your spiritual faith and growth has matured so much. Just, I mean, not even in the whole time that we've been together. Mm-hmm. Honestly, just in this last three years, I've seen so much growth in that. In the last year, I've seen so much growth in that. And that's funny that you're that we're talking about this right now because I. It was something that I was very consciously thinking of during church this morning. So oh. interesting. So. Well, thanks for noticing. <laughs> I some people grow good, some people grow bad. It no, just, just depends no, you, on what yeah, you awesome. lean into. Yeah, you know, we and, all yeah. have that choice. And I, um, so how to respond to everyone, even to people. I was thinking about this because I'm like, well, what are we going to cover? Like how to respond to your ex, of course. How to respond to your spouse? Well, that's just duh. How to respond to your kids and your stepkids? Uh huh. But then, what about like people who sit in judgment of your blended family? You know, how do you respond to when people are so quick to judge your struggle, your, you know, gossip that they hear? Are um, we, but are we required to respond? Well, we'll. G- I mean, no. <laughs> Am I answering questions ahead of time? No, you're not. But that's okay. a good point. Like, you're not required to respond. But I think when we're being um, judged or attacked or accused or um, 
anything like that, we have like our our shackles, hackles, whatever. <laughs> yes. What are they called? Yes. That you know, like they stand up, like naturally, like our dogs. What is it called? Why will you never <laughs> tell me this? Vietnamese. <laughs> Stop. He makes fun of me, you guys, because I, I get this from my mom. Quite honestly, I. I can't pronounce certain things. It's we really were, difficult. We were, we were at the dirt bike shop the other day, and I actually told the story of this because Which one, one of oh, one dear. of the kids at working at the dirt bike shop was calling it Kawasaki <laughs> with a Z. Kawasaki <laughs> and his coworker it? Kawasaki and his Kawasaki? coworker. Yeah, and his coworker started making fun of him like oh and then he started naming off different things that he called funny things you know they were just razzing each other and i said ha my wife says funny things too which story did you tell them vietnamese oh dear <laughs> anyway oh i can't even say it we were looking for what a restaurant that served i'm not gonna say it oh, yeah <laughs> i'm gonna offend people Viet- <laughs> vietnam traditional food <laughs> Yes. Anyway, and so that, and I, I've never lived it down, and I still nope. can't even pronounce things. My mom calls um, a leash, like a dog leash. Yeah. She calls it a lish. A lish. Go get the lish. <laughs> <laughs> she Tomato, cannot say tomato. a leash. Yeah. yeah, it's so funny. Um, but so this is the first thing I want to talk about when we're when we're reacting or responding to anyone. To anyone, I mean, I feel like in our marriages, we feel judged about how we're parenting our kids, you know, or how we're dealing with our ex. Like you should, I I get this all the time. You do from who? Our listeners. Oh, from our listeners. People who write in, they, one of the huge things that um, people deal with a lot is that they feel like their spouse is always mad at them because they're not dealing with their ex appropriately or um, you know, co-parenting in a way that they feel, you know, everyone's judging Well, I was joking everyone. about that a second ago because I feel like we have this conversation a lot. Um, oh, we definitely judge. More, uh, We've done that, yes. And not even judging. You should do it this way. Why don't, don't you do it don't, this don't, way? I, I don't. Yeah, that's how you talk to me sometimes. Is, but I, I feel like I have a lot of input, more so than you even do. Um, yeah. And a lot, of, but a lot of my input is you have a lot of input is is why <laughs> uh-huh. deal with that? Like why mm. why respond to it? Why get into this battle of things? Like if I'm busy and I'm and I'm going through something and I get a mean text and it it is judgment. The whole text is judgment, and you're this and that, and you used to be this, and th- you did this 35 years ago. The, the things. Um, I'm just short to respond because I don't like. You're short to respond. Yeah, I just I I short answers. Oh, I don't have to time respond. to deal with this. I don't like. That's all like, you tell listen, me when you listen, get those you guys, texts. Like, if you get time. these texts that are or or phone calls or emails, and they are just accusatory, they're pointing at who you are. You know, like who you just started about. Like we're who different. You used to be, or or who you or who you could be now, like. We don't have to entertain that. There's no point in why are we going to get into this pissing match with our ex over something that at the end of the day, like no one can piss that far. You know what I mean? Like it's not, it's one of these things like, why are we going to sit here and argue about stuff that who's going to win this? It's like, it's like, it's like going into a political war with someone completely opposite of your politics 
who strongly wholeheartedly believes in what they believe in and try like trying to hash it out. Like if you want to go have a good conversation about what, you know, what's going on, what's what we need to hash out and have a good mature. But the second you go in with your accusations and judgments and your, your shackles up is <laughs> then, hackles. Then yes. Uh, okay. Then uh, no one's going to win. No one's going to come out a winner. And at the end of the day, the kids are just going to lose. Yeah. And that, and you're going to feel terrible. Your ex is going to feel terrible. And your spouse has to deal with it because you're your in a bad mood. Your spouse has to deal with it. Your stepchildren who are in the house have to deal with it. Like, it's just a, it's just a battle that no one wins at. So why are we going to sit here and do this? And yeah. that's. Well, it's just, it's comical. It's comical to me that grown adults, like, smart. I would say all of our ex, all of, all of our exes. <laughs> All of our exes, yeah, are smart people. You know, they're they're successful people. They're smart people. So it's just funny that you're to ever have one of our exes, and even us. Like we we are smart people, and we all do. We all do this. Like we are not immune to this. I'm just trying to grow and learn in this season of life because I'm over conflict. I don't like drama. I don't want anything to do with drama, whether it's someone else's or mine. I don't, I'm not interested in conflict anymore. But like some it people doesn't are. interest me. Some right. people are. Some of your exes are. Right. Some of our exes I'm are. I'm just like not interested just in drama. Are, yeah. So, but it's just s- smart people who assume that the person they're talking to is the same person that they were 20 years ago, 30 years ago, even as a child. Like, I mean, are you the same person as when you were 10? I don't know. Maybe you are. I hope you've grown up. But, you know, to assume that people are a certain way is really just an asshole thing to do. And it makes you look like an idiot. And so... You stupid dummy head. Yeah, you're a stupid asshole idiot at that point. Gosh. Like, what? <laughs> like, you don't know. Stop talking at me like you know. And it just it gets funny and it makes you look dumb. So here's what I want to say about that is if you have judgment and you have like serious judgment on someone or you have an accusation or you have an opinion and you want to discuss such thing with someone, I would get curious. So if you're calling out, you want to call out your ex, right? You're going to accuse your ex of something. Well, as soon as you accuse your ex of something, they're going to Like, they're not going to receive it and be like, oh, you're right. Thank you so much for bringing that up. I am a stupid asshole dummy. Nail on the head. head. I'm a stupid asshole dummy. And I would really like to change because you told me that. Thanks, guys. Like, that doesn't happen, right? So. I mean, if it did, we could get them a bumper sticker. Stupid asshole dummy (laughs) head on board. Like the big yellow triangle, but it's like super big for everyone to see. Anyway. I'd rock one. You would. Yeah. I mean, I am. So here's, if you want to deal with an ex and you have like a serious concern, right? Or an accusation, like you think something's going on and you're about to accuse, like put your judgment and your accusations aside and how you react and respond to something alarming would be to get curious. The cure for judgment is curiosity. You can't be genuinely curious about something and judgmental at the same time. 
And when you come at someone with curiosity, it's a much easier way to put your to get to get what you want across, right? If if I thought if I thought Eric was moonlighting what? as a stripper. Okay. I'm like you're out every night stripping. That's why you have so many ones. Don't tell your <laughs> right? Yeah, but you guys any clients, Holla. <laughs> but I wouldn't be like you're fucking stripping every oh, night. I are. know it. Like I'm not going to come at you like There's our F bomb for the day. But I'm not going to come at you like that, right? That wouldn't go over well. You'd be like, "What the hell I is know people that right would. now?" I know people that would. Okay. I know people that would to you <laughs> as well, but that's not the point. <laughs> so what that would look like though would be like, "Hey, I'm just wondering you have a lot of ones and right now it's funny <laughs> but you start what's asking questions <laughs> what's your rate yeah. what what do you leave on what do you take two dollar make you holla so <laughs> that's it yeah i got like six bucks on my wallet <laughs> oh honey Uh-oh. i'm so proud thanks um it's been a busy month or but two. when you come at things with curiosity it makes even hard topics easier to address it makes someone feel like they're not being judged so their walls are down a little bit and you give people an opportunity to enter in discussion with you instead of you're just throwing a bomb and running away which is cowardly actually like if you're just going to throw out an accusation and then not have a conversation or you know evidence to back it up or evidence or whatever you're just going to start assuming and accusing i found a five yeah what do you do for a five? Um, it was buy two, get one free. <laughs> that was not surprising for you, actually. <laughs> that sounds about right. At the same time. At the same time. Um, so get curious. If you're dealing with your ex and you have, like I said, something that isn't sitting right, something that is like, I need to talk about this instead of accusing them. like, Because you don't know what happens behind closed doors a lot of the time. Sometimes you do for various reasons, but... Sometimes you don't like if your kids, if the kids are coming to you and accusing your ex of something, then I would go and ask a question. I wouldn't come at your ex like this is what's happening because kids, I mean, kids play both sides. Kids exaggerate. Kids cause problems. Kids lie. So you need to go ask a question, but that is a really good way to open up conversation for difficult topics of things that you might be accusing your ex of or judging your ex of, especially if it deals with custody and your kids, right? But to your, what's wrong? What? a Confucius moment. What do? Children are just adults, not grown up. (laughs) I mean, because you're like, they lie, (laughs) they cause problems, they do this, they do that. It's like... They learn from us. Wait, are we talking about the kids or the adults? But don't you feel like the kids learn from us? Yeah. This is like my whole point. Right. You know, when we come at people accusatory, that's how our kids are going to do relationships. When we lie, Dude, I just that's what had, kids are going to do in I relationships. I just had this conversation with my son the other night. Yeah, L- literally last night. I'm like, listen, this is what you're learning. This is becoming a pattern and a habit and a behavior, and this is what you're going to know. This is all you're going to know. You need to break the cycle. Otherwise, this is one thing as a child, but it's going to become something as an adult. an adult. Yeah. yeah. 
And it is true. I mean, the saying or the principle that you reap what you sow. I mean, absolutely. If your relationships are filled with no wonder co-parenting so hard with our exes, because if every time we talk to our ex, it is filled with judgment, accusation, disdain, all this pain and hurt behind it. Like you're reaping what you sow, how you're showing up in your co-parenting and how you're reacting and responding. Even if your co-parent comes at you with 10,000 guns a-blazing, you don't have to return fire. That's a choice. And your choice will be a lesson that you're teaching them right? And then also how you're honoring yourself and your co-parent. Like, why do you want to be a part of that nastiness? Also, and I, listen, I say that full well have like responded to an email or two that wasn't so wonderful, you know, but it then I never felt good afterwards. Keeping the fight going by responding in ways that are childish and have nothing to do with our kids never left me feeling satisfied. I never walked away from a really nasty exchange and was like, fuck yeah, that was great. I know, I cuss and love Jesus. Um, <laughs> but I never but I never walked away, right? Have you ever walked away from a really nasty no, interaction being like, I, I showed them, I won, I feel great. It never... No, but that's the reason why, and I learned that very quickly, I feel... And, and there's a lot of things I think and a lot of things I say and a lot of things that I discuss. And, you know, it's just it never leaves you feeling good. It's always a bad taste in your mouth that you now don't feel good about. But, you know, for sure they don't feel good about. But also they don't feel good about it. So they're probably thinking of the next thing that they're going to do or say that's going to somehow hurt you or hurt your your child or your relationship. And. I think that is the cycle that we need to break mm-hmm. by changing our behaviors, right. by by learning different habits and stopping it when it's our turn mm-hmm. to hurt the person, and just being like, you know what, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna engage in this. I'm not gonna be involved in this. I'm not trying to hurt you today, and it might piss you off that I don't give you some backlash response that we can fight about and argue about and everyone can be pissed off about but you know what I'm not going to I'm just not going to entertain this like this is yeah. not create this is not constructive for anyone and it totally takes people's the wind out of people's sails when you just don't give them what they want which is a reaction a reaction well a negative reaction you know if somebody hurt you when you walked up and hugged them what would that be like, right? That's not a response or a reaction that is normal to hurt. Would that make somebody horny? Okay. Okay. Some people, you know, throw bombs and they're hunkered down waiting for one back. Like that is they're they're ready for it. They know they threw a bomb. They are ready well, for either fire. That or, either that or it's an excuse to throw a bigger bomb. They're like, Yes, I've got one waiting. Here it comes. Yeah. You know, and they just they they poke the bear, mm-hmm. you know, just to yep. wake it up so that way the bear attacks them so they can shoot it. It's like, whoa, self-defense. Sorry. That's really manipulative. Yeah, well, oh. people do that. That's stupid. So I'm just saying take the wind out of their sails. Be 
that, and you can use this with your stepkids, you know, your stepkids act out and are mean or pissy and you're not, ha- like, you just, you're not giving back to them a negative response. It kind of makes their react. it makes it fruitless. You know, they don't get what they're seeking by being negative, by being accusatory. They're not, they're not being fed what they are wanting to be fed, which is more reason Right. For that. I guess that's your point. Yeah, exactly. And so you take that away and it's kind of like you're teaching them, you know, you sit in pig shit. I'm not going to go sit in pig shit with you. You want to sit in pig shit and act like this all day long? Your life. I'm definitely choosing not to go there. Like that's disgusting. Right. And when you start understanding communication and reactions and responses like that, you know, you can kind of decide, hey, it's empowering to know I can choose differently. I can be the leader with my co-parent. Mm-hmm. I can be the leader with my spouse. I can be the leader with my kids and my stepkids. Like, I can definitely change the tone of the household and with my co-parenting relationship, simply how I choose to respond and react to whatever's thrown my way. Yeah? 100% agree. Yeah. It's- and. Yeah. It's about setting the tone. It's about it's about realizing what's going on and setting a tone that is going to um better your relationship, further your parenting skills and um ultimately further further growth of our children, you know. I don't feel like a lot of people take long-term growth of our children into effect, you know. Like it's not part of our process. It should be. It very well should be, but if we just slowed down and went, okay, well, how's this going to affect my kid in a year from now or five years from now or 10 years from now? You know, what is this going to look like? What is my co-parenting and what I'm teaching them now going to look like, you know? And we all talk about it, but do we actually, Mm -mm. do we actually live that day to day? Yeah, I mean, you're teaching your your children how they're going to treat their future spouse and their future children. You're teaching your children how they're going to treat your grandchildren, you know? And even, the ripple s- effect yeah. is forever, like yeah. how they're going to treat their boss, how they're going to be in friendships, how they're going to be in with their girlfriend or That's their exactly wife where or I was their gonna parenting. Go with it. Yeah. Like, and you start talking about that, and it's almost like, wait, that all starts coming closer to home to where we are yeah. right now. Yep, how you're responding and how you're reacting and the names that you're calling people and, you know. And so the biggest thing I can tell everyone is, and this is something I do in coaching. So if you guys don't know, um, I'm a life coach. I work, my specialty is women in blended families, although I will work with men too. Um, I don't work with the males because I used to be one. (laughs) What's that? Um, Come on, I've said it before on the show. Oh no. This is doubtfire. Thank you. I thought Good maybe. guess. Good guess. Thanks. Yeah. Um so I'm a life coach and I work with women in blended families and bio mom, stepmom, it doesn't really matter, but we work on a lot of tools that teach you how to navigate all the relationships in your blended life and beyond. Because the truth is how you do one thing is how you do all things. So if you can figure out reactions and responses in your blended family, it's going to serve you well in your work life, in your friendships, 
you know, and even in the grocery store, somebody like backs your backs a cart up into yours and and how are you going to react and like how you do it in your blended family will be how you do it in life. And so if you're interested in coaching and learning tools about how to show up for your blended family in a way that keeps it together instead of blowing it up, let me know. Um, I am offering free breakthrough sessions right now. It's a free session with me to discuss what is coaching, how can it help you, what's your, what do you have going on? Can I be useful to your blended family situation? So if you're interested in that, you can email me at becomingheardnow at gmail.com. That's becomingheardnow at gmail.com, or you can drop a comment on this video or podcast and Eric will find its way to, he'll help. I will forward it to you. He will forward it to me. But anyway, reach out because you weren't created to do life alone. We take our biggest problems and tackle them on our own, and that's simply not how we were created. We were created to change and grow and transform in community, and you actually can't do that in isolation. So coaching is a great way to jumpstart and propel you forward and get you unstuck of where you don't want to be anymore in your step parenting and your as a wife, as a mom, a you know, a co-parent. So reach out if you think that you would like to just discuss that with me. And so for now, sessions are the first session, the breakthrough sessions free. Um, and just a gift to the community that I love so much. You guys know I've been a stepchild since I was one year old. So blended family life has been my whole life. All 13 years. I'm only 13. <laughs> So anyway, reach out. But I have a few tips and tricks for, not tips and tricks, but I have a few points for reacting and responding. Okay, let's hear I'm going to read them and then you can respond to what I'm saying. Okay. Does that sound good? Yes. My response will be everything now. <laughs> it matters. <laughs> it matters. Don't mess up. I won't. I was going to say the F word, but I didn't. I know. Don't mess up. I had up. my hand ready to go to the Did red you? button. Aww. I'm in a real, I'm in an awkward position. I need to do some more. <laughs> I don't know what's happening. Well, we changed up, if you guys haven't noticed, we changed up our studio a little bit for you guys. We turned the table. You turned the table. Uh, but yeah, but a lot of <laughs> stuff, but I'm like in very awkward positions and I'm like, oh, this is going to work, but I've got a little more positioning to do. So yeah. Switching up positions. All right. So when we're reacting and responding, there's a few things to keep in mind. The first one you actually mentioned earlier was that not everything needs a response. Right. So when you're responding, just because someone is coming at you, accusing you, um, calling you out, whatever is happening, I don't care if it's in your marriage, your parenting, your co-parenting, not everything deserves a response. Not everyone deserves a piece of you simply because they're inserting themselves, right? Yeah, and I've learned kind of, I guess, the hard way that it's probably better that I don't respond when I'm put into a corner like that because I am the one that comes out swinging with the pink baseball, plastic baseball bat, and will give you a beating. And it's just not... You're in you. It is not yes. constructive. I'm like, if we're going to fight about something, like, I'm going to make you cry and wish you weren't born. And I don't like that. I don't like. I don't like that either. I don't like. I don't like getting in a barking match, if you will, where we're just yelling and name calling and hurting one another with no outcome. It's all damaging. Yeah. Because 
I just I don't I don't like to go there. It is one of those things that it doesn't just, make you feel good. You don't feel like it's so unconstructive and just so and such a waste of your time and energy and no one comes out feeling good at the end of it and it's terrible. It and is does just it terrible. ever feel good to hurt anyone? I don't no. care who they are. I don't care if they've wronged no. you. And I'm trying to remember if I was ever like that, like Ten years ago, twenty years ago, where you like got off on hurting people? Yeah, and I'm like, I don't ever remember that being my heart, but I'm like, I remember it being parts of some conversations, and I'm not sure if it was because of circumstances or who I was around or who I was associated with. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm like, as I, as I get older and I'm wiser and more mature, and I still have a lot more to go, but I that's something I have realized. Like, I don't like being a part of that. I don't like drama and name calling and picking on people and it just only it jokingly f- it then you're like it's yeah if we're being silly about something like <laughs> yeah and then but even there like it's all jokes if we're if we're being silly about something like i will also push the boundaries of yep being funny like to the point to where my parents are like all right christmas dinner is ruined we're yep. leaving i haven't done that in a long time but i will go there I That's will take why? I will take things where things why uh, uh, because I'm the guy that got cards of humanity and said this just isn't good, good enough. enough. So I took all the cards and wrote my own, and now That's you. That's very. We good. can't play with anyone but my deepest darkest friends because <laughs> no one else will laugh at them. Yeah, everyone else throws up in appalling ashamed and everyone. walks away. Yeah, yeah, and I'm learning. Like, all right. Does it feel good to offend people? <laughs> See, that is that is that's something where I need that to grow. He, that's is where he needs to grow. <laughs> that's where I need to grow. But yeah. I don't like that. And I'm like, you know what? Like, uh, it's I all right know. to be funny, you know. And if it's funny, if it's funny to others, not just to you. Yeah, but I'm so funny though. Okay. <laughs> to myself. Yeah, you are the funniest person. You know, I am the funniest 100%. person. percent. <laughs> um. But yeah, not everything needs a response. Not everything requires a response, especially with your co-parent. The only thing you have to respond to is custody stuff, right? Things like medical, if there's medical things that you are required to hash out. um, Financial stuff you're required to hash out. Custody, like times and dates and holidays. But as far as anyone attacking your character, um, attacking who you were when you were a kid, you or know, your pa- yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. Or reaching out to your like, if my ex were to reach out to my spouse and try to start shit, uh, like, no, like that's unnecessary response because it's un- not required. So you can really just start responding to the requirements and be as cut and dry. We've said this over and over again. Yes, no, okay, fine. You know, one word, short answers, no emotion. You know, you take the emotion out of it, it becomes a lot easier. Like, what to say becomes much easier if you just are able to let go of this need to be emotional. If you let go of this need to react in a way that's going to elicit some response out of them to hurt them, how they hurt you. That's where you guys, we all fall short at times. You know, we really want to hurt someone because we're hurt. Hurt people, hurt people. And if you can get past that and set that aside in communication with your ex or your co-parent or however you say about them, um, things tend to ease. You know, responses tend to be shorter, quicker, and you don't 
You know, your heart doesn't drop. You don't get all anxiety every time. Oh my gosh, I would get a text or an email and I would, and sometimes I still do. Like I get anxious, like my heart, I haven't even read it yet, but my heart is beating fast. Yeah, what do I have to deal with? And And how horrible is that? Why? This is my teammate in my kid's life. Why can't we be teammates? Why can't we just? It's because what comes through on that. It's that, it's what we're talking about. It's the. Emotion. Yeah, it's all that. Right being unleashed on you and that doesn't feel good yeah. and you're like great now i got to deal with that 100%. and how do how do i change myself and my behavior in this time while reading all of this junk to have a reasonable mature response now all of a sudden you have to take yourself from not just having a mature response but you also have to sift through all of this stuff to get that response. I have kind of a cool exercise. Do you want to know what this is? <laughs> Better not be kegels. <laughs> oh, oh, I'm doing them right now. Oh. Ready? Go. Are you doing yours too? (laughs) (laughs) I'm just kidding. So here's something that might help you guys if you have um, an ex who likes to, I don't know. Kegel for lack of term. (laughs) Print out whatever their correspondence. If it's, if it's in an email or even a text, if you have any, if you're able to print it out, print it out. Um, And then what you can do is you can take a Sharpie and anything that you don't have to respond to, anything that's not directly about the kids and their well-being, you're going to go ahead and put a black line through. And that actually feels very satisfying because you're like, uh-uh, nope, nope, nope. And what you're going to find is you might have one or two words or sentences that are actually, and then you respond to what's left. And it that even that act of blacking their words out makes you it's healing it is um a choice you're making um that you're not going to go there you're not going to give this any power or light of day you are going to black it out and it feels good so that's just a it might be a helpful tool for you if that's something that you i don't know i think it's going to be something people are going to use if you use it let us know in the comments i'm curious to see if people use it I'm going to use it. Mm, I kind of do that regard, like mentally. You could just scribble too. Like, man, if it's really bad, you need to get some color crayons involved. No, because you can see through crayon. You need like black. See through what? Crayon. Okay. Did I say that wrong? Whatever. So, okay, moving on. If we don't have a five hour (laughs) podcast. So if you, not every response needs a response. Also, not everything is an emergency. And I had to learn this in our marriage. Because I had to learn that I need to let my husband take time, cool off, gather his thoughts. I'm one to like, I want to fix everything and I want it right now. I want to hash this out now. I don't want to deal with it. And he's more like, you don't want me to, you heard me. You don't want me to hash this out now because I will take the pink baseball bat I will use and I will beat you to death with as it. As weapons. And, and I will make you them. cry and you will ruin But I've also learned not to do that too because I also learned that you do want to hash things out right away. So, so I've tried to kind of <laughs> yes. learn to get you to a point to where. <laughs> get me to no, it kind of, like we kind of meet in the middle yeah. where it's like, let's talk about what needs to be talked about right the second. And then the rest that needs to be talked about, we'll, we'll figure out later. And then that way you're kind of satisfied, I'm kind of satisfied, and then pink baseball bat does not fly. Yeah. It's kind of funny. that You guys are like, what the hell is up with this pink baseball we bat? We should bring it on one time. We, uh, bring it next time. We have, and it's just <laughs> silly. It's like, Whose is it? It must be Annabelle's. Annabelle's from when she was a little kid. We have this little coat rack thing next to 
our front door when you walk in that, you know, you hang jackets on and umbrellas in. And for the longest time, there's been this pink Little Tykes baseball bat in it. That is, it, it's, it's hard. It's plastic, it's but it's hard. It's the hardest hard. thing I've ever had in my hand. I bet it is. Um, <laughs> <laughs> with, with word pronunciation like that, I'm sure it is. Um, <laughs> there, it, so, but it's always my joke. Like if someone breaks in our house, I'm not using a gun in self-defense. I'm using this pink he little tight so baseball house, bat. I don't know. <laughs> But my point it's by saying silly. it was hard is like you can't. It's not like you could. No, it is like I don't even know what it's made of. I it's weird. I could hit, I could hit this wooden desk and dent it with this pink hollow. The desk you would dent, not yeah. the bat. I don't. It's very odd. It's dense. Um. Yeah. So not everything is an emergency, right? So even if you do have to respond, it is very helpful to understand nothing's on fire. Unless it's like a medical emergency, then obviously. But most things that you need to respond and react to don't require immediate attention. So that's really awesome for you as a leader in your family and in your co-parenting and in your marriage because that gives you a second to gather your thoughts and what you want to say and how you want to react. You have time to make a choice of who you're going to be when you respond. So something in coaching I talk about is the power of the pause. Pausing even just a minute or 30 seconds and just sitting with it. And you can tell them like, um, well, your ex, you can respond when you're going to respond. Um, but your, your, your spouse or your children or your stepchildren, you can say like, hey, I need a minute. Like, don't just leave. Don't just up and leave, but be like, hey. I want to respond in a respectful way and I just need a minute. And then let them know that. That'll make them feel like, okay, he's they, they're going to come back. And then leave. Take a minute. Take a breath. Well, Get lot, your yeah, thoughts under, of, your, under your, you know. Control. A lot of times you're not as angry as you think you are in that moment. And that's what, that's what I need that break from. Because a lot of times I don't, I'm not as mad at a situation or as angry or as hurt or all the feelings as I think. And I find this a lot of times when dealing with my teenage son that him and I will start bickering or arguing about something, you know, going back and forth. And I'm just like, I can't do this right now. Like I can't, like, I just need, I leave. (laughs) I don't, you know, it's not like I just up and leave and he's like, where'd dad go to get the milk? He's never coming home. Um, but you know, like, we'll just, I just need a break. I just need to step away from the situation that's usually not that big of a deal to begin with. And then after I've been away from that situation, I've put myself away. I'm like, I really don't care that much. He probably was just trying to get my goat or got if I was you. <laughs> and it's not that big of a deal, you yeah. know. And I think that if we if we do that, if we take that time to pause, just like you said, and just take a breath and really think about it or don't think about it. Let it go away for a little bit and then come back to it. Was it really all that it was cracked up to be? Yeah. So. No, that's really, I mean, that is the power of the pause. It's, it gives you a moment to discern, like what does need to be dealt with, what doesn't need to be dealt with and how am I going to deal with it Right. in a way that's because you, you fight fire with fire, then you just have a bigger fire and it's more destruction. 
nothing gets better. You just burn shit to the ground. And that's not helpful. Then you have to rebuild. And that's the problems with relationships and marriages is we get into fights or co-parenting relationships, right? We burn shit to the ground and then we're like, we got to rebuild it. And that's a lot more effort than we if we had just taken a break and like responded respectfully. Especially co-parenting because you're like, I just don't really want to deal with this person anyways. You know, so rebuilding, it never really gets rebuilt. And if it does, it's with like. It's like cardboard. Yeah. And 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 you're like, here comes the rain. Throw some white paint on it. Let's go. Yeah. So sometimes it's just easier to act well than to have to rebuild what you destroyed. It's a lot less effort. It's a lot more fruitful. Life's a lot easier. I feel like I've gotten to that point with some relationships where I'm just like. Which ones? I'm just uh, kidding. <laughs> it's just, it's, it's, it's so. It's hard to learn uh, that. Yeah, stuff. where I'm just like, nope, we're throwing white paint on it and we're just going and. Oh, white paint. Watching time. Going. I'm watching not even wearing. You're not watching? Okay. I, I mean, I am. I'm keeping yeah. an eye on it. So um, another thing to consider when you're reacting and responding is. You know, as hard as it may be, put yourself in the other person's shoes. You know, would you want them to react to you the way you're about to react to them? And it's like, I, it, you, know, get, you know, give what you want to receive. You know, and, and that's com- bringing compassion into it. Because just like they don't know what's going on behind closed doors, even sometimes your spouse doesn't know what you're struggling with inside. Because they're not in your heart, they're not in your head. You know, your kids certainly don't always know what you're struggling with. But um, you told me you love me with all your heart. I don't have a heart. Oh. So, <laughs> I love you with all my heart. <laughs> Says the straw man. Um, Tin man. Straw man didn't have a brain. <laughs> There she goes. <laughs> is that not right? It uh, is. And then yes. Lion didn't have courage. Yes, Do you I, not know the Wizard of Oz? I am very aware of what I just said. <laughs> Are you saying I don't have a brain? <laughs> I didn't say anything. You're the one that corrected me. Dude. Uh, so the bring quick, compassion. The quick-witted got that, and they laughed. They are laughing at this compa- moment. <laughs> bring compassion oh. into your reaction. Okay, I'll Dorothy it up. Okay, where are your red shoes? Don't look under the desk. <laughs> um, but know that you give what you attract. You know, so if you if you're attracting negativity, I would really take a look at what you're giving, because eventually people are going to get bored giving you negativity and getting nothing in return. Like that gets or boring. they won't, and you just won't buy into it because there's some people that just don't get bored of stuff like that. Do you know people like that? I, <laughs> no. Camera two. <laughs> oh. Okay, um, in every relationship you're in, right, even your ex, even, like, your co-parenting relationship deserves honor because, like it or not, you chose to have children with this person. Like it or not, you would chose to attach yourself to them in a way that would be a forever thing which outlasts marriage certificates sometimes. You know what? And that even goes for your spouse or your partner's ex. And don't be like, well, I didn't choose who they were. I didn't choose who my ex's baby mama or my my husband's baby mama is. Or we did, though. We chose, not that we chose them. That's kind of a weird thing. But I chose to be with you. Therefore, I know who your ex is. 
Therefore, I need to deal with that, and I have to live with that. And it doesn't have to be my <laughs> I problem. I have to live with that. I have to live with the decisions you made. <laughs> That's just something I signed up for, and it's not. Don't punish your spouse for that. Yeah, because they were already there before that. That's like it's that's like me punishing you for the kids you have. This is another. Now thing. they punish me, but I don't punish you. <laughs> no, but this is another thing that people write in and talk a lot about: is yeah. that you know they're so upset at the ex and or their spouse's ex yeah. and blah blah blah. I'm like, well, you did choose to be in a relationship with right. this person and who they had didn't... this specific ex. Like you do, like. You knew but you weren't also, gag tied and like you're forced into anything. I mean, they could or, have been, but this is also yeah. why you should take time to know who you're with and their situation and their family. And, you yeah. know, it's like meeting the in laws for the first time. Well, you don't meet the in laws before you get married or, or after you, you don't? sorry, after you get married. You meet <laughs> uh, them before you get married. Hopefully. Hopefully. You know what I mean? People that yeah. just jump right into this and it's like, yeah. well, we've been together three months, but we're in love. We're just going to do it. But we haven't figured out all of our things. And then if that's you, if that's if this is your situation and you're just like, well, uh, you know, we're in it now, then you know what? Do the best you can with it. But this is what you signed up for. Like, let's yeah. live with this. Let's figure this out. Yeah. And really, all relationships, especially the co-parent of your children, you had children with this person. This person even if they don't matter to you, they matter to their kids. Their life or death matters to your kids. How they show up or not matters to your kids. And so it has to be honored. And so I would ask that no matter who you're responding to or reacting to, when you're pausing, you're considering how you're going to react. Is it going to honor this relationship? Because like it or not, your co-parenting relationship deserves to be honored, deserves to be respected, you know, and definitely your relationship with your spouse. If how I'm reacting to my husband, is this honoring our relationship or is this like burning it to the ground? You know, um, and this is a great thing we need to teach our kids too when they're in relationship with people. Is their behavior honoring a relationship that they're wanting or is it burning it to the ground? And, yeah, so I would just say honor. Think about that and compassion because understand that your co-parent and your ex is not is not the same person they, they were, probably. Probably. And you don't know what struggles they're facing in their new family, with their new spouse, with their new kids. Or maybe they're a single parent, and that's a different struggle for them than when they were married to you. And you don't know what's going on at work or their job or their health. And so maybe they're reacting to you in a way that is because they're in pain in a different place. And so if you can just bring compassion and understand that we don't know each other the way we think and we assume we know each other, then your reactions and behaviors will soften relationships. And that's really what we want, right? We want softened relationships that makes it easier that isn't so hard and isn't fraught with hate and isn't upsetting all the time. Who wants to live in constant upset and crisis? I certainly don't. Do you? Nope. Nope. And the last thing I'm going to say is pray. You know, pray over your responses or reactions before you give them. If you're taking a moment to yourself, right, invite God into the situation. You can't invite God into a situation and have it remain the same. 
ask for the Holy Spirit to come and help you behave in a way that honors God and glorifies God and honors your relationship and honors your spouse and honors your kids and honors your stepkids and understand that how you are going to respond is a huge ripple effect. It isn't doesn't just stop with the person you're responding to. It affects so many other people. Because who you're responding to is going to take your response and let that response affect their mood, their attitude, and maybe they're going to turn around. Like if you give a mean response to someone and you've really hurt their feelings or put them in a bad mood, they might turn around and treat someone pretty poorly at the grocery store. Or, you know, it's just, it's a ripple effect. 100%, yeah. It matters, you guys. It matters how we respond to our spouses, to our kids, our co-parents, everyone. Our, pa- our parents. Do you have anything to add? Our parents. Our parents. That's what I'm adding. Grandparents. Yeah. I mean, it all matters. And all deciding who you want to be ultimately. You know, do you want to be an angry, upset person all the time? Do you want to be a bitch who cuts people? Do you want to tear people down? Or do you want to be someone who encourages and... and what if you have multiple personalities and you want to do all of it? Then you need to go see a psychiatrist. <laughs> Your coaching program will not help me? Nope, I'm not a psychiatrist. <laughs> I do not offer medication. You probably should get meds. Okay. <laughs> get all those personalities on the same page. Oh, my god. But gosh. considering who you want to be. Right. You know, is, yeah. is my reaction honoring who I want to be as a person? Is my reaction showing the compassionate, loving, encouraging person I want to be? Or is my reaction and my response being the opposite of who I want to be in the world. I can't go and say that I'm this kind of person and then lash out and scream and cuss and all these things. I mean, I do cuss, but <laughs> it's all in good fun. She's working on who I'm she wants to be. I'm working on who I want to be, guys. I'm proud of who you are. I'm proud of who you but are becoming. That. Yeah. And who you will one day be. <laughs> I'm growing. I'm not perfect for sure. You and me both. So thanks, guys. I hope this episode you found helpful. Like I said, if you want more information on coaching um, and figuring out how you can maybe show up as the person you want to be in your blended family, please reach out. I would love to talk to you. Um, And I want to say thank you to you, Eric. Why? Because this podcast would not be possible without you. And I'm just really grateful that you show up every week because you're really busy and you have a lot on your plate, and this isn't. I mean, I don't know what husbands would think this was fun. So. This is so much fun. I'm no, great. you know what's I'm funny just, about this grateful. though. Just real quick before we sign off, like it's, um, it's always such a task leading up to it. It is mentally, <laughs> but once we do it, like I'm always, it's it's a lot like church. If you're like, some people just love to go, and I'm like, oh, but I'm also like a, a lot of things are tasks. Going to the grocery store, I'm usually like, I don't ever want to go. But once I'm there, I'm like, all right, this is fine. I enjoy. Are you? I enjoy the podcast. Fucking kidding oh, me about on, the grocery guys. store right now? No, I love the grocery store at two a.m. But they're fine. not open at two a.m. anymore. They close at That's midnight. fine. That's fine. So, but I really enjoy being here, and I enjoy um, the feedback that we get in our listeners and the responses or reviews. And at the end of the day, I hope this just helps people because I know it helps us, and that's yeah. a good thing, you know. And if we're growing, hopefully you guys are growing. And this is just helping you find stuff. So if you guys want to interact with us and give us your thoughts and your feedback on what we're talking about or on other situations, um, we have lots of ways that you can reach out. 
find us on Facebook. We have a cool group on there that Julie runs that um, you don't run it. I mean, you run it. It's called put, the it's yeah. called Blended Life Support Group. Yeah. It's private. You have to um, answer a couple questions. If you don't answer the questions, I don't let you in. Um, and it is a private group that we all, you know, talk yeah and it just helps figure out situations and whatnot find us on instagram obviously on youtube if you're watching us here or on the podcast or vice versa Um, we're on all the platforms but uh, any way that you can reach out to us and we can be a part of helping you guys and you helping us and thank you guys just for being here happy new year all right bye you guys thanks Hey, it's Julie again. I hope this episode of Blended Life started a conversation that you will finish in your home. But I get it, right? Sometimes you need more. My offer still stands. If I can interest you in a free one-on-one breakthrough session with me to see if coaching is right for you, contact me now at becomingheardnow at gmail.com and let's get you unstuck. Becomingheardnow at gmail.com. I look forward to it.